We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we're going to talk about the schedule. Only we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive and we're going to draft the 10 games that we are most interested in, most excited to watch. Just a just a different way to kind of dive into the most important games on the 49ers 2022 schedule. Happy to be back. Excited to be back. Let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's has got him, and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. If you told me that we hadn't done a podcast together since like March, I would believe you. It's definitely it, been the longest break between pods that potting together that you and I have had since we started this podcast. Yeah, because you were in in Mexico right. during the draft. Mm-hmm. And then I went on my honeymoon like two weeks later. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of space there where we weren't potting together. And honestly, I've missed it. <laughs> yeah, I have too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, the routine. Like when there are a lot of like, there have been a lot of nights during the week where it's where you feel like you're used to having an obligation, but you're like, wait, I don't have to do anything right now. It's after hours. What's happening? Yeah. Because we, 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 we normally record like in the evenings, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you know, a couple of nights a week, there's always something to do. And now it's, I've, I've enjoyed the freedom, but I, I feel like, you know, there was there was an emptiness in, in some of that time. So I'm glad you're back to, to you know, refill the cup, so to speak. I was I was on my honeymoon, <laughs> so I'm not going to call it emptiness that I was feeling. But <laughs> no, you should not. <laughs> now, that, not. now that now that I'm home and I'm, you know, you know, what's weird is after you're gone for a long time and you're like doing your normal routine. Like I was out of town for we left Wednesday night. And then got back the following Sunday. So Wednesday to Sunday and then a whole nother week. Mm-hmm. So I was out of work for like seven work days and like going to work today was weird. Like going back through my normal routine because it doesn't, it's normal, but it feels awkward. And right. I'm trying to like, remember what order I did things in and, it was a it's a weird sensation until you're you're back in the swing. When you travel, your it feels like time takes up way more time than it does. Like when you're I was in Mexico, I was there for four days. It felt like two weeks. Right. Right. And like if you go on a trip, that's like a two week long trip. Like it probably for you, I, I, you know, it probably felt like a month or something. Yeah. So. Well, and especially because we're in D.C. and I don't want to dive into details of the trip, but we it was packed. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a day where it's like, yeah, we're not doing anything today. Like we had a museum to go to a monument right. to see a friends to meet for dinner, like a game to go to. We were doing something every day. And so about the third or fourth day of the trip, I was like, 
it feels like we've been gone forever. Yeah. We've done so much. And then as we're as we're going home from the airport last night, it's like, God, I feel like we just left. Like, <laughs> yeah, time. Time is weird. Time but is had a blast. Concept. Very excited to be to be back doing pods again. And we have a little bit of content, which is which is good this time of year. Uh, we're going to skip the rookie minicamp content and we're going to go to a schedule draft it of feels, sorts. It feels like kind of a slow like a slower May than usual, right? Not not just because we haven't been podcasting, but just news in general. Like we've talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and their inability to trade him. We've talked about what we expect for Trey Lance a lot, but like that we're we're at a point where we just need time to sort of move forward, so we can be at the end of July and we know if Debo Samuel is going to have a contract or if we know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be around for training camp. Right. All that stuff. And right now we're just kind of in a holding pattern. Yes. Which is why we it's, do things like draft games off the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> At some point we're going to watch old Niners games again, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old Rush. Let's go. Old Rush. Shut I'm, up. In, I'm in for it. Hey, real quick. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo and it triggered something in my head that I needed to get off my chest. Mm. Yeah. This might end up taking up the whole pod. Okay, and we can push the schedule draft. If we All need right, to, that's but... fine. Let's go. <laughs> I'll settle in. So I was listening to an NFL podcast that I like to that I like to listen to. And one of the people on the podcast was like, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the Niners starter next year because this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations and they're not winning the Super Bowl with Trey Lance. Was this episode a year old? (laughs) Well, no, but (laughs) it's a new episode. Right. My my issue with that is is not so much the thesis that it would be really difficult for Trey Lance to win the Super Bowl as the starting quarterback in 2022 like that. I, it's hard to win the Super Bowl regardless, much less being in your first season started starting much less like he's going to need in game seasoning like there's just going to be a learning curve. But my issue with that notion is two things. One, the the person on the podcast said. Like the Niners are are a Super Bowl ready team. They want to win a Super Bowl now. And it's like, if they thought they couldn't do that with Trey Lance, they wouldn't have traded for him. Like they knew that this was the spot they were going to be in. It's not a surprise that they're good. And then the other thing is like, okay, let's roll with that. So now going into 2023, then you still have a quarterback that's not ready to win a Super Bowl. So then what do you do? Like, it's just an endless cycle. Like at some point you got to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's just, I, I just, I, I needed to respond to that, but I didn't have a platform to do it. So I'm doing it now. Yeah. I mean, so I think people look at the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster and just assume that because he is the 49ers are very serious about having him compete. Right. Um, the plan and, and that, that might end up happening, but that was never the plan, right? The plan was to trade Jimmy and they've come out and pretty much said as much. But because Jimmy Garoppolo opted for the surgery, he was impossible to trade and he's still on the roster and the 49ers are just in a holding pattern waiting for him to heal up so he can throw and then potentially get traded. Um, That's always been the plan. So their plan has been Trey Lance and like whether or not Trey Lance is ready is really immaterial, right? It's not right. Like, of course he's not ready. Like, you could go through the list of quarterbacks in the NFL and you would feel comfortable saying what eight guys are quote ready to win the Super Bowl. Right? It's yeah. like the elite guys and maybe some other young guys, but it's ready to win the Super Bowl as phrasing is just like content generation, right? Yeah. It's like you can have a segment and you're in talk radio. It's like is Trey Lance ready to win the Super Bowl, you know, after the break? Like the Niners aren't really having that discussion. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Yeah. I mean, the, the Niners aren't having that discussion. They're like, all right, Trey's our quarterback. We're going to move forward with Trey and we're going to try to create the best football team possible. Right. Going to try and win every game. Yeah. That's all they can do. They can't, they can't make a decision based on some weird hypothetical question. Like is Trey Lance ready? It's like, no one's <laughs> ready until they're there, you know? So they're just, you know, OTA is like, I don't think he's ready to win a Super Bowl. Can he win 12 games? Yeah. Super Bowl? Huh? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> right. And like, I still weirdly weird, weird, weird way to phrase something. Right. 
And if, if, you know, in a perfect world, Trey Lance is the Niners quarterback for what? Three contracts. He's on yeah, the team for like right. 12, 15 years or something. Right. So like, yeah, we might look back if that, if that happens and he ever does play in a Super Bowl. probably not going to happen in 2022, but you never know. But like the only way he'll get ready in 2023 and 2024 and 2025 is by playing in 2022. Correct. Saying he's That's... not ready and then delaying his ascension is just, it doesn't serve any purpose. Right. He because then he's ne- in that case, he's never going to be ready. Right. Full stop. Right. So I just, like I said, I don't want to take the whole pot with that. I just needed to get it off my chest because that, that, that line of thinking is like really prevalent. It's, it's do like, you think, they, <laughs> do you think Ty Davis price is ready to lead the NFL in rushing? I'm going to have to see it first. <laughs> I think he needs to sit a year behind Trey Sermon. Right. But that, that's Trey Sermon, kind of... Trey Sermon helped the 49ers get to the NFC Championship game last year, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, but that's like, that's how funny, that, that's how funny the, uh, the quarter, like quarter discussions around quarterbacks are just so much different, right? The question, the question needs to be, is he ready to be as productive as Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he ready to be a winning quarterback? Right. That's all and he needs may, to be right now. Maybe not in the first six weeks, but can he by week eight, nine? Right. Like, can he get to the bye week at four and four and then go on a run? Like, it just, right. I don't know. Anyways, the discourse is just grinding on me, dude. <laughs> and you've been away from it. I know. That's I know. But part. I dove back into my podcast today. And just the first thing I hear is like, it makes me want to rip my hair out. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's. It's a product of Jimmy. Put my being, hair out. I don't have any. Yeah, we have facial hair. Um, <laughs> the uh, I had a really profound thought. Oh, the, I mean, the 49ers are are in this position because they couldn't trade him. This wouldn't even be a talking point if they just traded him. So that still might happen. And then everybody who's been saying Jimmy's going to be on the roster, Jimmy's going to be the starter, be like, oh, no, the plan was to move to Trey Lance. Now. I mean, there is a possibility that Trey Lance just absolutely stinks during spring and OTAs and they're like a little worried. And then maybe they really do. They do, you know, mess with the idea of keeping Jimmy, but I, I don't see it happening personally. I'd be, I'd be shocked. Put it that way. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to talk about the schedule now? So bad. Let's do it. <laughs> I know you were locked in. You did a solo pod on the schedule. I we're did a deep solo dive pod. again. Yeah. So put put your uh, put your floaties back on. We're diving in the deep end. <laughs> so we're gonna draft the games that we think are the most fun, interesting, excited to watch. However you want to phrase it. And I'm going to allow you to pick first. So what is the most interesting game on the 49ers schedule, Chris? So what's what I like about this schedule is there are a lot of options for this. 
Right. right? They're like you have the Rams games. Don't obviously. step on the bit. Oh my God! Don't step on the bit. What? I don't, I don't know the bit. If you start explaining why all the games are exciting, oh. it ruins the discussion. Oh, for I got it. Well, when we talk about those games, there are a lot there of are. um So you could go a few different ways. Um, I'm gonna go with the Super Bowl rematch um, from two years ago, the oh. Chiefs in Week Seven um, at Levi's Stadium, Trey Lance versus Patrick Mahomes, presumably. Um, it's going to be, it's just going to be really interesting on a few different fronts, right? Like is Trey Lance going to be able to match Patrick Mahomes point for point? Can the 49ers defense slow Patrick Mahomes at all? What's the chiefs offense going to look like without Tyree kill at that point, it'll be week seven. So we'll have a pretty good idea. Um, is the 49ers offensive line going to be able to hold up to that pass rush? Um, so, but just all of the subplots about the Super Bowl and revenge and and whatnot. Uh, you know, if the 49ers are going to make a deep playoff run, I think they need to win some of their high profile games. And given that they'll be coming off road games at Carolina and at Atlanta, um, coming back, presumably from an East Coast trip where they stay out there, coming back to play the Chiefs is going to be a really big game. And so yep. for me, the Super Bowl rematch is the most in, the one I'm most interested in right now. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, you said it right at the top. This could wind up if Trey Lance is good. Like, let's go to the hypothetical where, cause we don't know. He might be good. He might not be, but let's go to the hypothetical where he kind of, he hits the ground running and he's, he's pretty good early on and just kind of gets better as the, as the season progresses. Week seven is about the time. I think that would be the, the real, like, he establishes himself as like, oh man, he's going to be a player. Like he's going to be really good. And that would be just a really fun, you know, both teams in the mid thirties type of game and Trey Lance going blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes. That would definitely win or lose. I think would definitely be a, a, um, a benchmark type of game for, for Lance and the 49ers. So I think, or, I think that's a good pick. Or the 49ers are two and four and then switch back to Jimmy Garoppolo for that game. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm thinking right after the bye, it's Brock Purdy time. Uh, my first pick is the NFC Championship game rematch from last year. The first one, it's week four. It's Monday night football. The 49ers play at the Broncos the previous week in week three on Sunday night. Then they come back Monday night football against the Rams at Levi stadium. Um, I think obviously the home opener is week two against Seattle, but I think the buzz at Levi stadium for week four against the Rams, where you maybe have both teams three and oh, maybe one's two and one, you know, Whatever, whatever the the case may be, I think that that building is going to be electric, and I think anytime the Niners and Rams play against each other, it's going to be really, really good football, and it's going to be the defending champs. It's going to be Monday night. I just there's not a game I'm more excited to watch than the Niners Rams Week Four. Yeah, I completely agree, um, and it could be a situation where. I mean, one thing that's nice about the 49ers schedule for them is it does open at least now. Like it looks a little soft, like at Denver is going to be a tough game, but Mm -hmm. at Chicago and home versus Seattle are two games that the 49ers should be favored in. Yeah. They're Um, favored by six and a half against Chicago right now. Yeah. So, I mean, they should have at least two wins going into week four. If they're two and one going into week four, um, you feel okay about it, but that becomes any a bigger game like if they lose any of those first three games that just increases the importance of beating the rams right yes in week four if they're you know if they're two and one or even one and two i don't think they would be but even if they're one and two like the more losses you have in that first month obviously the more important getting that uh getting that win over the the division rival is going to be important so um all right, third third pick in our draft. I'm going week 14 at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Um, Tom Brady, ever heard of him? <laughs> no, uh, explain. <laughs> um, obviously, all of the all the discussion about him wanting to come to the 49ers in 2020, 
is going to be a storyline. Um, otherwise, like you think about the same with the Rams too, like potential contenders in the NFC. This is this is going to be a team that you might have to go through to to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and so it's a loaded roster. They're going to be uh, they're going to be coached by Todd Bowles. The blitzes that Trey Lance is going to see are probably going to be the toughest he'll face all season. Just from a schematic standpoint, the offensive line is going to be tested in a really significant way. Um, defensively, obviously, the Niners' cornerbacks are going to be stressed a lot. Their pass rush is going to be stressed a lot. Tampa's offensive line is good. Um, but, you know, from, but to, I think this game, this game for me could have been number one. Um, I actually, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you went with the Rams second because I, I would have, I, I was waffling between Bucks and Chiefs for the first one, but, um, I just think this is a great game, both for subplots off the field and things journalists like myself can write about and just the football on the field. Like it's, it, it checks all those boxes. Um, it's late in the year, so there could be some serious seating ramifications mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's just shaping up. I mean, right now in May, it looks like a huge game. Yeah. And you want to talk about like benchmarks and checkpoints. If there's a really good chance that the Niners are going to need to win, like, what is that? Their five games, like three or four of their last five to get in. And you mentioned earlier, like they're going to have to win some of their high profile games. I was on at, at Niners wire. I was doing like a predictions, like just early win loss type of deal. And it's like, man, if you give them losses in in all of their big games, they're not making the playoffs. And I think that's one. I'm fascinated to see what Tampa Bay looks like this year. Because at some point, Tom Brady is not going to be great anymore. I'm not betting on it. But like, maybe it happens. <laughs> but it's also like, there's just the added, there's just the added storyline of Tom Brady playing in the Bay Area. The Niners could have had him, but decided not to. Um, that's just going to be a just a monster talking point that week. And it could be an NFC Championship game preview. One What's of that? the coolest moments, like, you know, as writers, and I don't like to do this, but like, I will share this one story. Like as writers, we obviously talk to famous people. We ask famous people questions and stuff like that. And like, as somebody who grew up going to 49ers games um, in the nineties, like in 2016, we got Tom Brady on the conference call before the Patriots came to the play the 49ers. And it was that rain soaked game. The Patriots did their thing. The Niners were obviously really bad, but being able to in the, conference call before the game I asked Tom Brady like what it meant to him to be compared to Joe Montana and he talked about like how flattering it was but there you know Joe's in the class of his own and gave like a really like it it was a little bit better than boilerplate but it was one of his longer and most interesting answers that he gave on the conference Mm. call um but it was something that because it wasn't directly related to the game like you know often players are don't really talk all that much when you ask them like game plan specific questions and, you know, Mm -hmm. respect opponent and everybody's great and whatnot, but he was like really thoughtful about it. And, um, and it was just really cool. Like it's just one of those experiences, like, you know, there are very few memorable conference calls that like reporters would have with opposing players or coaches. And like, this was definitely one of them. Um, And so I'm hoping Brady will, will hop back on the phone with reporters before the game and, and maybe answer some more questions like that and maybe have a different perspective because it will be, you know, six years later and it'll be yeah. more closer to the, uh, to the end of his career. Yeah. Six years later and, and had a chance to play for San Francisco and they said, no, thanks. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Going to be very, very fascinating. Uh, number four, my second pick week 17 at the Raiders, new year's day in Las Vegas, a game that my family had circled uh, my in-laws had circled, a bunch of my friends had circled, and as soon as it came out, it was New Year's Day. They're like, "Nah, never mind." <laughs> uh, <laughs> flights and hotels in Vegas are not are not cheap. But you're talking about Week 17. First of all, it's Niners Raiders, which is just one of like weird, uh, weird NFL rivalries that like isn't historic. They never met like in a Super Bowl. They don't really have like a classic 
like Niners, Raiders, you know, like stretch. Um, but the fans feel it. It's very much a thing. And uh, man, Niners, Raiders in Vegas, two teams that could possibly be playing for the, either their playoff lives or for seeding. Um, it's a Raiders team that I think is going to be a lot better this year. Josh McDaniels, first time head coach. Um, there are just, there's a lot going on in that game. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's Raiders Niners. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's going to always be a lot of fun. It's Niners interest- first game in Vegas. I yeah. Mean, it, it's interesting. Like Niners and Raiders is really interesting because it feels like a rivalry. That's like really tangible, but then you think about it. It's like, well, they only play once every four years. And like, there haven't been too many Super Bowl memorable games, right? Like Nick Mullins start a few years ago. Was that 2018 yep. where he lit him yeah. up and had like a historic statistical performance? Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Colin Kaepernick game in 20. Was that Harbaugh's last season? 2014, where the Niners went to, went to Oakland and lost. Um, yeah. That was memorable. I think more from the 15? post game. No, that was 14. No, it was 14. That was, it was Harbaugh's, Carr's rookie year. Harbaugh's last year. Right, and Carr's rookie year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they beat the Chiefs like the week before, I think. The Raiders were bad, and the Niners were, really were mediocre, but still should have been good. So it was just shocking. And then um, I remember sitting in like, they they had the press conferences in the A's uh, weight room. Like if, if you've ever been to an NFL game in the Coliseum, you know, it's not like super set up, <laughs> but the, uh, from like a press conference standpoint. So the road press conferences were in the A's weight room back when the A's still had the small clubhouse before they moved into the Raiders locker room. Um, but there was a tense exchange, I believe. I believe it was between Colin Kaepernick and Lowell Cohn. And it was, um, God, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember Lowell taking Colin to task pretty, pretty well. Um, he stunk about, in that game. Yeah, he was bad in that game. The <laughs> Niners were bad in general. That was just a bad Niners season overall. But um, what was wild is I remember that game very vividly because I remember when the 49 or when the Raiders beat the Chiefs, I was like, that's good for the 49ers because they're not going to be the Raiders' first win of the year. <laughs> True. It'll be their second. It'll be their second win. True. Um, yeah. I think a tackle for the Raiders got a touchdown in that game. If I Donald Penn, yeah, good think is that's right. Uh, yeah, no, I I just the the Niners Raiders game as soon as it became you know you you can line it up on the schedule when they're going to play, got really excited just for that game in general. And the Raiders are going to be in a really hard division, and not that the Niners are in an easy division, but the AFC West is is going to be a monster. And I think that game is not only going to be just a ton of fun, but it's going to have huge potential playoff implications. It's going to be Vegas on New Year's Day. Um, if I could go to any game, I think that's the the one road trip I would make. I wonder if if it being New Year's Day, like if that's going to have any impact on the crowd. Or are people, is it just going to be one of those things where like, you deal with the hangover just by picking it up, like, you know, pick up the partying again, or if it's going to be like kind of sleepy because everyone's going to be a little bit tired from new year's. Anyway, it'll be a good crowd. Um, okay. Week three. Uh, my next picks week three at Denver, um, Russell Wilson, the Broncos are one of those teams that everybody's really excited about, but we don't really know what to expect from completely. On paper, having Russell Wilson with those weapons that they have, with that defense that they have, um, screams they could potentially be uh, a playoff team in the AFC. But as you mentioned, the AFC West is completely loaded, and we don't know if Nathaniel Hackett's a good coach. Um, but I think that game, Sunday night football, Niners, Broncos, Russell Wilson, is that their home opener? Should've, I should have looked this up beforehand. I don't think so. Week three would be kind of a late home opener. No, they, their home opener is a week prior against Houston. So it'll be their, Russell Wilson's second home game. Um, it seems oddly fitting that after Russell Wilson gets traded out of the NFC West, the 49ers still have to play him. Yeah, but, they play the Seahawks week two and then have to face Russell Wilson in week three. Yeah. Um, but I, it's a fascinating game. Like Denver, Denver is, uh, I think, sneaky, like one of the better home field advantages in the league. 
whether it's the elevation, I think they have a really good crowd. Um, the Broncos territory, like in that part of the country, like expands across multiple states because they're not really like there aren't really any other NFL cities close by. So like, yeah, Bron- the Broncos are a big deal. Um, so I think week three at Denver is going to be a really exciting game. I agree. It's prime time. I think De- I think Denver might wind up being like really good. Yeah, I, I have no. It, like, I have like, no. It wouldn't, it wouldn't for, shock me. I have no feel for ordering the AFC West. I don't either. But just when you look at their team, and you look at now they have a real quarterback, um, and maybe the Russell Wilson regression last year was real, and he's just not going to be very good for the rest of his career. Like he's going to be good, but not like elite like he was. But if he is Russell Wilson still, like if that type of player is still in there, it wouldn't shock me if we're sitting here going into the playoffs and Denver is like a one seed and we're going like, oh, of course, look how loaded their roster is. And then they got Russell Wilson. Like that just seems like the kind of the, you know, every year there's a team that that flies under the radar preseason. And then all of a sudden at the end of the year, it's like, oh, wow, that team was really good. I would not be shocked if that's Denver this year. I think Denver is going to be excellent and that should be a really, really fun game. I think one of the things that's really fun about this season potentially is just the quarterbacks that Trey Lance gets to play against. Yeah. Like getting the AFC West and potentially his first year, obviously, you know, there's quarterbacks aren't playing each other. You're going against the defense, et cetera, et cetera, platitudes right, right, right. and whatnot. But um, just like the matchup, the fact that we get to see how Trey Lance stacks up against a lot of these guys, um, including Russell Wilson, and there are going to be some other names on this list um, as we go through it here. But um, I just really enjoy the fact that like we get to see Trey Lance play Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and um, Derek Carr and Matt Stafford and everybody else. Like I think I think that's one of the really cool things about the Niners schedule this year. Yeah opens up against against Justin Fields, which we may get to, but I'm going to stick on the AFC West for a minute, and I'm going to go to Week 10 against the Chargers. Niners coming off the bye in a spot that could very easily just kind of determine what the second half of their year is going to be. Like, let's just give them four and four going into the bye. They get the bye week. LA is playing in Atlanta the week prior. So they have an East Coast game while the Niners are on a bye week. And I think that's just going to be a test, not necessarily for Trey Lance, but just for the Niners and where they're at. I think the Chargers are going to be really good. And it's like, if the Niners are four and four and they come off the bye and they beat the Chargers, it's like, all right, they're five and four. They just knocked off a really good AFC team. And now they're heading to to the Cardinals on on a Monday night. But if they come out of their bye and they lose, and again, we're giving them four and four, and now all of a sudden they're four and five and they've just lost the Chargers and it's just not, not really going their way. It, it it becomes tougher to see the second half. Um, I don't want to say going their way again, but it's tough to see the second half going favorably for them. So I think that could be a folk, kind of a turning point game for San Francisco. It's Justin Herbert. It's just a really good Chargers team. It's Joey Bosa. It's Derwin James, uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, they're, they're Austin Eckler. They're so freaking good. And I just think it's going to be a really, really good test for San Francisco. I like it. I like it a lot. And um, like big shootout potential there too. Yeah. And like Trey Lance versus Justin Herbert, like to the point I, I made previously, like it's, it's an yeah, awesome that's... quarterback matchup potentially. Yeah. Like, and you want to see how Trey Lance compares to that guy who the 49ers would love Trey Lance to turn into um, a few years from now. So I yeah. like the pick. I, that was, I had that one circled on my big board for sure. <laughs> um. So we're getting to the point in this draft here where we got to make some really interesting decisions. Um, I have two games right now that I'm waffling between and I'm going to go week one against the bears. That's a good pick. Um, Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Obviously 49ers Twitter will uh, be completely calm, cool and collected no matter how that game um, ends up. And there will not be any, uh, controversial tweets sent on uh on the bird app um i mean it's a nice game for the 49ers to start the season with i think um and like it's a great chicago just a phenomenal city like one of my favorite cities in the country i've only been there once it's so good i enjoyed it so much that it automatically jumped to the list 
jumped way up the list to one of my favorite cities in the country. And week one, it's going to be during baseball season. I know the Giants are going to be in town, um, which means there are probably going to be a lot of 49ers fans there making that trip. Um, week one can be weird. There's going to be a ton of excitement because it's potentially going to be Trey Lance's first start. And I just think for all those reasons, it's going to be a really, really fun and, and telling game. Like we'll know if, if the 49ers had like an actual, like actually had a good training camp or not based yeah, on how right. they play <laughs> in week one. Um, Cause sometimes some teams like don't really take training camp too seriously. And the season doesn't start for them until like mid October. Um, so we'll see. But I think uh, week one Niners bears for me is a really interesting game and don't take the game. I was, I was waffling between um, so I can take it next because I'm not sure how I'm going to talk about any of these other games, to be honest. Huh? (laughs) Okay. Well now I really want to take, I'm waffling between two as well. And now I really want to take the second one because I think the second one I was going to take is the one you were going to take, take whichever one you want to take. We did not, we did not sort this out before we recorded, by the way. This is all live. I'm I'm trying to like read your face to see if I can get any clues. Uh, Mm. I'm going to pick week two against the Seahawks. Oh, okay. Good. Here's why. That was not that was not the game I was. I because was I need for, to but... figure out if it's Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson this whole time. I think the and answer is the yes. Seahawks, maybe the Seahawks are going to stink, and maybe they're just not going to be very good. But I'm just fascinated to see if the Seahawks just the uniform and Pete Carroll give the 49ers trouble. Like I just is that is that because we've always chalked it up to oh, it's Russell Wilson, they're going to be in the game because of Russell Wilson. Game's going to be close because of Russell Wilson. Can't bet, can't count out Seattle because of, because of the quarterback. Well, now it's Drew freaking Locke who sucks. Like he's not very good. So it's probably going to be Drew Locke who's not very good. Or Baker, maybe. Mabes, uh, who's also frankly not that good. No. So so they're they're t- making a massive downgrade at quarterback, and if the Niners still have trouble beating Seattle at that point, like just chalk it up as two L's every year and move on. Um, that would, that would, that would be tough. And again, it's early in the year and they play Seattle again in week, uh, in week 15 on a, on a short week in Seattle. So that might be a better test, but man, uh, the 49ers could have a chance to, to, put a beat down on, on Seattle in a way they, they haven't in a really long time. They got the Niners got one of the things that's insane about last year is that they got swept by the Cardinals and Seahawks. Yeah. And still made the playoffs and still made the playoffs and went to the NFC championship game. Um, Yeah. The Niners need to start to assert themselves over Seattle. Like they need a couple of seasons here where they sweep the series for sure. Just for an organizational confidence, I guess. Yes. Um, particularly now that Russell Wilson's gone. I agree with you. Exercise that demon. Yeah. And I think, I think it's, it was Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. I think both are, are to blame in their own separate ways, but that's a different discussion. We can have Joe fan on the podcast and maybe talk about that. It's a point. great idea. Um, all right. You did not take the game. I was waffling from, so I'm glad I got this one. Uh, week 13 home against the Miami dolphins. Oh, okay. That wasn't even what I was thinking about. Go ahead. The, the Mike McDaniel game. Oh, very good. I'm I'm fascinated to see how Kyle Shanahan how his season goes this year now that he hasn't had Mike McDaniel for the first time on his staff in like a decade or whatever it's been. Hmm. Um Shanahan, That sounds also like an argument for week 1. How so? Just seeing what Shanahan Oh, oh, I like see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like the Bears. No. Um I got you. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, no. So, I mean, is, is how responsible was Mike McDaniel for Kyle Shanahan's quote unquote, super progressive offense, right? Like super groundbreaking, really tough to defend. Um, you know, Mike McDaniel had his fingerprints all over this thing. So I'm just very curious to see what it's like for the 49ers this year and Kyle Shanahan without him. And obviously very interested to see if Mike McDaniel poses any serious threat to the 49ers immediately. Um, or I guess I should say in early December, 
um, what the, what the dolphins are going to look like, because I I'm a big believer in Mike McDaniel. Um, I, I think, I mean, he's an incredibly smart guy. He's been through a lot in life. Um, a lot of players swear by him. Um, so I'm just very curious to see how his impact is going to, uh, or how, how losing him on the staff is going to impact the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan in general. And then what's that going to look like when he play when his team plays the 49ers, is he going to have, is he going to have answers, uh, to help the dolphins defense slow down Kyle Shanahan's offense at all? Um, is McDaniel going to utilize Tyree kill in a way that was similar to the way Kyle Shanahan utilized Debo Samuel? Um, you know, these are all very interesting things to me. So, uh, I'm thrilled you did not pick this game because I, I wanted it to talk about it, but I think it's going to be a really, really interesting one. And it's coming down late in the year. Um, the Dolphins might be one of those sleeper teams in the AFC. We're not really sure. Um, but yeah, week 13, Dolphins, very interesting. It's going to be fascinating to watch Tua underthrow Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle all season. I don't know, man. Did you see that video? Did you see that video they posted? Yeah, I was just going to say there's been some sweet, some sweet videos making the rounds on on the socials. (laughs) The Dolphins posted a video. If you missed it, Um, the Dolphins posted a video of Tua Tungavailoa throwing a pass to Tyree Hill like a deep ball, and they were like dialing it up for the cheater, whatever the caption was, and it's just this horribly underthrown ball. Like Tyreek has to like stop and turn around and like basket catch it and then turn and start running. It was it was really funny. They got dragged immediately for it. And it's, it just didn't help that Tua doesn't have a strong arm uh takes. Like if the 49ers St. Jimmy comes to training camp healthy, and the 49ers social team posts videos of Jimmy throwing passes and Trey throwing passes. The entire 49ers fan base is going to go ape shit about the idea that they're competing with each other, right? Like thousand like, percent. Like we over, but if they post, if Jimmy's still on the team and they post Trey, but they don't post Jimmy, then it'll be like, okay, Jimmy really is, you know, probably not competing. Like right. the point here being how reactionary people are to social media videos that have zero context and like, happen on the practice field and don't matter at all right <laughs> you know? like remember 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 the baker mayfield to odell beckham uh training camp videos from a couple years ago yeah i was gonna say um our guy rob's video of richard sherman getting cooked by marquise goodwin on a go route <laughs> before i think it was, was it 2019 i want to say it was before 2019 it was 2018 Either way, Richard Sherman ended up being a much better player for the 49ers and Marquise Goodwin was from the point of that video right. getting posted. And everyone's like, oh, God, Sherman got cooked. He's washed. And I was like, no, he's an all pro and like the best corner yeah. on the best pass defense yeah. in the league. Turns out Richard Sherman doesn't play a lot of like press man with no help over the top. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't happen very and Marquise often. Goodwin doesn't get a ton of uh, or didn't get a ton of go route opportunities for various reasons. Yeah. Tough. Uh, Marquis Goodwin, aka off brand Danny Gray. We'll save that conversation for another day. Oh, wow, uh, that's a bar. That Kirkland, was a bar Kirkland, Danny Gray. Hey, that don't <laughs> disparage Kirkland. Um, I, I will rock with Kirkland brand all day. Sponsor the pod. I rock with Kirkland uh, that's, gasoline, that's for damn sure, dude. Who doesn't? Uh, people without Costco memberships, you should get one. Costco, sponsor the pod. Uh, <laughs> just start using everything as a plug. No, okay, so there's one game to me that we're leaving out that seems like an obvious choice. Good thing you got the last pick then. But I'm going to leave it out for the sake of the bit. Okay. My final pick, my 10th pick, week five at the Carolina Panthers. Do you know why? I don't. Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. (laughs) Okay, that's a good bit. 49ers heading to Carolina to face Jimmy Garoppolo and the Panthers after they trade him to Carolina just before the start of training camp. Once Carolina's gotten a chance to see him throw, they'll trade him for a 2023 fifth round pick. 49ers will let him go, and Jimmy Garoppolo will be Carolina's starting quarterback in week five when San Francisco visits the Panthers. That's good. That's good content. Well Thank done you. by you. Thank I was you. looking at this game and I was like, there's zero 
zero interesting things about this game. But um, yeah, the idea that Jimmy could be playing for the Panthers in that by week five, not crazy. Uh, so on any honorable mentions here? Yeah, the Cardinals in Mexico. Yeah, week that's eleven Monday Cardinals night football. Yeah, yeah. Other that's than the that, only one. We didn't list the second Rams game. Right, yeah, but I mean, that's yeah. It's the same talking points as the the Rams game. Right, week eight before the bye after the Chiefs. Chiefs Rams is a tough. Chiefs Rams yeah, Chargers could... with the bye Chiefs... between the LA games, but that's Chiefs a, uh... Rams Chargers at Cardinals in Mexico. Yeah, is that the toughest four game stretch? I, we have to see how the Saints and Dolphins look, but Chargers so. Cardinals Saints Dolphins Bucks might be brutal too. Yeah. At least with the with the Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, those are three straight home games. After week six, they do not leave the Pacific time zone. Well, with the ex- I guess I guess Mexico's not yeah, Mexico City is not in the but yeah. Other than that, you're right. Wow, that's the only one they leave just once. I mean, after the bye week, they have three road games and six home games. Um, one, two, three, four, five. After the buy, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. six home, three road. Yep, and one of those road games is Vegas, which I imagine will be a lot of Niner fans. Yeah, so like they have their toughest road games are probably at the Rams, at the Raiders, and at the Broncos. But other than that, like you're not super like they don't have any real gauntlet road games. It feels like like road games where you're just like, all right, this is a schedule loss. So at Carolina, after the Rams Monday night game, it's a short week. They're flying across the country. That's true. But even that's a one Oh five kick. But they will. Pacific kick. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. They will have familiarity with Jimmy Garoppolo though. It's a, it's a phenomenal <laughs> point by you. Christian McCaffrey probably won't be playing in that one. Um, <laughs> I'm just already assuming he's hurt. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, how could you not? He's played 10 games the last two years. Uh, I'm not a bitter fantasy football person. Um, that's not the reason I lost. I stink at fantasy football. But um, no, I think that's kind of the when you talk about like schedule and then also going to the Rams after playing the Chiefs is tough. Also, Seattle Thursday night after playing Tampa Bay. Right. Right. I guess my main point on that stuff is just like they get the Chiefs at home. They get the Bucks at home. Mm, yeah, true. Um, Chargers at home. You know, you do have a, co- a few tough road games, but like the, the biggest the, the biggest and toughest opponents they have at home. Yeah, for the most part. I also think uh, so they have five primetime games if you include the Thursday night game. Two of those five come in weeks three and four. And it's like, man, we talked about Trey Lance. There's going to be that little bit of a learning curve. And if he goes on to Sunday night football against Denver and stinks it up and they score six points, and then he goes on Monday night football against the Rams and is also not very good. You want to talk about narratives. That's going to be, that's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's going to be, that definitely will be something. And, and then, then back to like back, one back and, to back road games after that. Yeah. And if they're one and three and they've not looked good on their Sunday night, Monday night games, and then they have to go play Jimmy Garoppolo and the Panthers. That's tough luck. Oh man. I just can't even picture Jimmy Garoppolo in a Panthers Jersey. Okay. We'll start with the jawline. Well, yeah, obviously. It's fantastic. Right. Um, I've got him in the, I've got him in the, in the black with the silver pants. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It for me. It's can't, working for me. Can't, can't picture it. Um, light a candle. I already got one. Pumpkin bourbon over here. Pumpkin bourbon in May. Are you insane? I mean, I don't like Pumpkin bourbon is a <laughs> September through January candle. Yeah. But this assumes that I oh go buy candles each season. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Coach. You, yeah, you have a wife. They're like this this makes bro, sense for bro, you. Bro, I've been I've been doing this since I lived with two other dudes in an apartment. Wow, congratulations. Seasonal candles, dog. 
I bought candles. I bought Ride these the ones when I first moved in here in January and just haven't updated. But you know what? Maybe I'll update. Maybe I'll get some fresher spring scents. But you know what? All right. I'm really we're partial. I'm, I'm we're really... golfing in a couple of weeks. I'm going to buy. I'm going to bring you spring and summer scents. I mean, I can get them on my own, but I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> that could be like the 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 bet for golf. Just like betting candles. Like winner winner buys candles. Or loser buys right, candles. So let's see how many how many strokes do I get? Do I get. Let's see you. Let, let's say you shoot an eighty. I get twenty one and a half strokes. Well, so I'm like a twelve, and you're like a twenty five. I would if I had to. I I don't have a handicap, but I would guess it's like twenty five. Yeah, so you'll get strokes on most of the holes. But yeah, <laughs> we can make it. We can make it work. We can do match play. I'm down. I definitely don't want to do that. I already hate the game enough. I don't need to like lose at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling um, I got, I got, I've I got, got my ass handed to me on Sunday at Corica, but it's fine. We're bouncing back. I've got a sun. I've got a sun hat to wear. I'm very excited about it. Mm, very excited I got a, I got a sunburn to heal from golf. So tough. tough. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Subscribe rate and review. If you have not, we're going to be back in the swing. Now we're going to be posting a lot of off season content. Uh, looking ahead at the roster we'll have fun guests we'll be doing some rewatches and having some fun with that so uh just uh, just a lot of kick-ass off-season content for you like i said if you haven't subscribed rated and reviewed please do so and we will talk to you next time welcome back man it's good to have you yeah thanks good to be everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.